And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Miami also, I don't know if you've heard this, in the NBA Finals. So we'll talk a Hell little yeah. NBA, we'll talk a little bit of NHL, but you got to wait. We'll do all that in our final segment. Let's talk a little UFC 289, a little fight talk, because next week we finally got pay-per-view action. There's like four or five fights that I'm super interested in, starting with Nasruddin Imovov versus Chris Curtis. I've made so much money over the years on Chris Curtis. I never bet against that guy. For some reason, he's never, even when he is a favorite, he's never a big favorite. I thought he would be in this one. He's an underdog at plus 115. Imavov, who is a beast himself, at minus 135. You know where I'm going with this one. Chris Curtis, by knockout. I can get 4-1 to one on my money. That guy's got a bunch of knockouts on his resume, and I think he adds another one next Saturday night. He does, but then I think back, like, dude, like, Kelvin Gassam has not been winning a lot of fights, and dude lost to Kelvin Gassam. In fact, lost him in Miami. I know I was there. You knew I would tell you that, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think for me, I'm, I'm going to go Imovov on that one. Like I, I don't know, man. You're losing to Kelvin Gaslam, who like hasn't won a fight in God knows how long. I know that he was like, "Hey, I'm revamped. I'm ready to go." All that type of stuff. But I felt like that was for me a moment for Chris Curtis. I'm like, all right, is it starting to kind of fall off for him here after that just tremendous run where he was just racking up wins left and right? You got beef with Kelvin Gastelum? I like Gastelum. Remember his fight like with Izzy? I like fight. him. I Fought like him here. Yeah, but how many fights has he won, dude? Let's let you know. Like, let's go look at Kelvin Gastelum's uh, record as of late, and uh, it, it's a lot of red on his on, on the old Wikipedia. All right, so you want some guys with green? I got it. Dan Ige, Dan Fifty K Ige takes on my guy Nate the Train Landwehr who just owns the microphone. I get so excited when I bet on Nate the Train, and then he grabs that microphone, he yells, Nate the Train in the UFC. He is a big underdog next Saturday night. My favorite fighter in the promotion right now, plus 205. You know I'm unloading on this one. And I like Dan Ige, too. And Dan Ige showed last time that guy has hands, probably underrated hands, minus 245. Are you jumping on the Nate the Train train with me? I'm undecided if I am yet, but I, I do like I do remember Dan Ige. Uh, I went against him last fight, and that was really stupid because he looked amazing his last time out. Great, so it's a really good fight. I feel like this one could be possibly fight of the night. This one, uh, this one is is a tremendous matchup between both of these guys, and I'm leaning Ige, but then I do know that Nate's made you a lot of money, so I don't want to look a fool. Nate the train. 14 to 1 by submission last time out. I told you. And I'm going to get him by knockout this time. I think he knocks out. I think Ige's hands were so good last time that he tries to get into a firefight. He tries to show us that he is that guy. And he's going up against the wrong guy for that. Nate the train. I like how you said that that could be fight of the night. I'm telling you right now. Guaranteeing that will be the fight of the night. Guarantee it. Because the main event, we'll get there in a second. Amanda and Aldana. Not necessarily probably the most interesting stylistic fight. What do you think about the co-main event, Oliveira versus Benil Daryush? Over the years, I've made a lot of money on Benny Daryush also because he's always an underdog, including in this one, plus 110 against the former champion, Dubronx, Charles Oliveira at minus 130. Are you going to bet Benny with me next Saturday night? Yeah, I think I am. I think I am just because... 
he's another one that just feels like this is his big coming out party. Everybody's always said like he's underrated. He's one of the guys that could be as good. I mean, the guy was supposed to fight Islam before Islam got a crack of the belt, you know, just a, a unfortunate roll his way. I do agree with the odds though. This is about as close as I've agreed to a Charles Oliveira odds fight as I have in a while. Cause it felt like for, you know, for the longest he was getting disrespected and nobody really felt like this guy was the truth. I, and, and the thing with Charles, even though, you know, a lot of people thought he got screwed on the scale and all that, that's the thing I got to look out for. And I thought that stuff was past him in, in his career, but I do want to see what he looks like next week. So that's another thing that could sway me in a big way as far as like if he looks like he had a terrible weight cut, Sean, maybe I'm going even heavier on Benil Daryush by the finish. You know, if he looks like he had a solid week, maybe this is one of those that is a strong back and forth. I do feel like Charles Oliveira is one of those guys, if you're going to bet him or if you're going to bet against him, he's one of those guys I almost wait till fight uh, till weigh-in day to see what Charles Oliveira am I going to get. Dude, sometimes I'll wait for guys to make the walk before I make the bet. I'll wait as late as bet MGM will possibly let me because it's like if you're betting racehorses, you want to see what they look like right ahead of time. And I'm completely with you, especially with certain fighters, no more than Charles Oliveira, who unfortunately has lost his, you know, feels like he's lost his belt as many times in the scale as he has to actual fighters. We'll see what happens when he faces Benio Daryush, who hasn't lost a fight in five years. And I'm taking a look at his Ish. resume right now. Man, it is an impressive one. Like, he's got some names on there. Tiago Moises, Drew Dober, Diego Fajeda, Tony Ferguson, back when he was really El Kikui, and most really, uh, most recently, Matisse Gamrot. Like, Benil Daryush isn't just underrated, but he's also a guy who has experience. He has experience, but, you know, you do run through that, and I'm just like, well, Charlie Olives is a bit of a different animal than those guys, isn't he? Like, you're talking about a guy who's been steamrolling the best of the best in the division, um, but I think everybody's looking at him and saying, Hey, he's got to, he's got to get back to that. I, I do think that he's got some proven to do. So kind of understand why, you know, the odds are close, but he's a bit of a slight dog because of how he looked his last time around. And you have people who probably think that Benil Daryush could have done that to could have beaten Islam the, if they would have squared off. And, and this is going to be what's uh, on the line in this one, a, a lot at stake, but you know, Charles Oliveira, he's got, so much it's one of these guys that's just been in the ufc forever more finishes the submission game not a lot of weaknesses especially if he's at his if he's at his best but that's the thing that you always got to wonder about is is has he trained himself and does he have himself set up for this one in the for the best of his abilities 13 years his first fight charles Oliveira was against the damage Darren Elkins, August 1st of 2010. And then you want to talk about a winning streak. So he won a fight against Clay Guida huh. back in 2018. Ooh. And then he won every other fight he had until that Islam Makachev fight that you were just referring to. And there were some names on there, as you point out. He took out Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, Kevin Lee. So, yeah, it's not a question of experience either way. I'm with you. That's a great fight. That's a great co-main event working our way up to Amanda and Aldana. We talked about this fight a little bit earlier on in the show. It feels to me like we've seen Amanda come in. I look back. She was a minus 575 going off as Julia, against Juliana Pena the first time around. Obviously, the odds shrunk when she lost that fight. I don't know. Apparently, somebody knows something about Aldana. Plus 260, considering that we've seen the Lioness, the greatest female fighter of all time, 
get in some seriously one-sided fights as far as the odds go. I don't know. Maybe she does end up getting herself in a scrap on Saturday night in the main event. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's certainly possible. Aldana's, you know, a person who can go out there. She's got the potential to go finish you. Um, you know, she's a person that could be unorthodox with the way she goes out and beats you. Just for me, the thing that I look at with this one to be like, man, am I really going to bet against Amanda in a striking match? Like, if this really comes down to it, she never loses those. Like, even with uh, with Juliana, yes, Juliana did set it up with her jab, but let's be real about it. That was an Amanda Nunes. I think we have the experiment now and the factors in that experiment that shows that wasn't Amanda Nunes at her best. That was Amanda Nunes a little bit compromised, maybe not trained to the fullest of her ability. Maybe he was banged up going into it. I'm talking about a real slugfest where, where the bullets are flying and, and she's giving something back. I don't think I can in good faith ever pick against Amanda Nunes until I see it. Maybe I'll look a fool. Maybe Irene Aldana is going to just continue what has been just an unbelievable run for Mexico lately, which has been like the, the country of champions as of late. And she she keeps the run going. Maybe you find value in that. I I I I I would get it if you told me like, hey, live dog. No, it's going to be a striking match. Let's see. Let you know. I've seen Amanda lose recently. Okay, but I'm not I, in a fight like that. I'm not ready to 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 bet against the goat yet. Aldana has won four of her last five fights, sandwiched in there a loss to the preacher's daughter, Holly. Home. Let's spin the wheels forward a little bit because we're not too far away from 290. That gets us Volk and Yair. We talked about this Ooh. a little bit earlier. That's an absolute banger. I'm a little bit surprised that Yair is as big of an underdog as he is at Bet MGM. I've seen Volk almost as much as a four to one favorite in this fight. You want to talk about a live dog? And you and I both love betting on Volkanovski. I also think you and I both are going to bet on Yair just because the value we're going to get. Yeah, 100%. And I get it. Like, Volk's value, you'll never get a guy whose value is higher off of a loss than Volk's. Uh, but on the flip side of that, you're never going to see a guy who's going to tank his betting value more than that because, look, everybody thought that that was a gutsy performance against Islam. And so well, a lot of people think this is the best. Yeah, a lot of people thought that he won. I thought that he won. That this should this is the the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world. Who the hell is going to give this guy a shot? But let's go with this, Sean. You know, one of the things that's always interesting with fighters, and, and I, I think Volkanovski will be okay, but it's very, very tough. The going up in weight, and then you got to come back down. I think that that's a big factor we got to look out here for, especially for a guy like Vol Volkanovski, who is a cardio monster, usually is stronger as the fight goes on. Now... He doesn't have the comfort of 155. Not that he was a big 155 guy. He's very short. But what is that going to be like? He's got to sap himself back down. Maybe he liked the way that he felt at 155. And then you got Yair, who's just an absolute demon. I mean, he's so hard to figure out. Who can figure out how this guy goes? Like, he's going out there, and he is uh, he, he's going to, you know, throw some crazy spinning kicks one direction. Who knows? So... I I I I like the value on Pantera here, man. I think it's uh I think I think it's an interesting one. Do you think the fight gets finished? Because as great as Volkanovsky is, now that I'm thinking back, Islam, Max, Max, like he's usually in that octagon for a long time. And typically, if you're in the octagon for a long time, Yair finds a way to kick you in the face, as you said, grab your neck. He'll do something if you're in there that long. So 
I'm thinking maybe I don't bet which way it goes because the odds look a little fishy to me. I just think it's going to get finished. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely one way to go. Um, the only thing is, some, you know, Volkanovsky usually is a decision guy. I mean, like, he is a guy that, um, I mean, I guess it's, unless it's, it's Holloway. I mean, we have seen him finish, like, Korean Zombie and things like that. But, you know, he's not he's not a one-punch knockout type of guy. But I understand your logic there. Like, these guys could wear each other out, and it could be that just a, an absolute war of attrition between both of them. Um, but, man, that, that, that is a really, really interesting fight. And I do think that, that, that uh, Yair is getting slept on. We, you know, when we talked to Holloway, Holloway thought that he was getting slept on, too. Who's more credible than him? He's been in there with both, both of them. Did he finish Ortega? I can't remember. I just remember I loved that fight, and there were a couple of times that it looked like Ortega. I mean, both guys probably could have and should have tapped in that fight. I just I remember Volk won. That one went to the cards too, right? I believe it did. Uh, I remember yes. Ortega's face just looking like hamburger. Unanimous meat decision. Unanimous. You did. Yeah, it yeah did. he got beat up pretty good. The but last uh, over over yeah over Volkanovski's last fights. Since he's uh, won the championship, I mean, it's decision over Max, decision over Max, decision over Ortega. He finished Korean Zombie, decision over Max, and then lost the decision to Islam. Interesting. Interesting for the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the world behind John Jones. Not a lot of finishes. The fly, uh, the flyweight co-main event, Moreno versus Pantoja. I love watching Brandon Moreno fight. Now, I've gotten pretty used to watching Brandon Moreno fight Davison Figueredo. I'm just interested because it's some new blood yeah for sure and i think that you know this is what we this is what we'll look for tonight too could one of these guys step up and and throw their their name in the ring for contendership as well but moreno i, I think the thing that we love about him is he's a little bit i don't know if reckless is the word but he just fights an exciting style man he's got that like you know picky boo behind the hands that he's always doing a lot of head movement he'll throw in uh some unorthodox stuff uh, and he's just a hell of a character, too. Easy to root for. Viva Mexico! I love Brandon Moreno. And then, friend of the show, Robert Whitaker, back in the octagon. Love watching Bobby Knuckles fight. However, the biggest UFC fight I think that I've ever won was on Drakus Duplessis, the last time that he was out. In fact, the last two times that he was out, I cashed in on him. I can't decide which way I want to go on this one. Help me out. We taking Whitaker or are we taking Drakus at Duplessis? I'm still going Whitaker just because if it's not fighting against Stylebender, I feel like you gotta go and take the uh, the guy who's basically been the the solidified number two in that division. But Drakus does have a lot at stake here because it does sound like he's the guy that Izzy wants to fight more than anybody. Uh, at least that seemed to be who he was hinting for in the last uh, in his in his last fight. So. Big one for Drakus because I don't think Whitaker's going to get another shot at Izzy, but but Drakus Duplessis with a win, I think definitely could get in there. Weird when this happens in the fight game. Drakus wins, he gets a shot at the belt. Whitaker wins. Sorry, dude, you've already fought that guy a couple of times. Right. You need another guy to have it's the belt for you to get another shot. That's how it goes. Brendan Tobin, sports machine Sean Levine. The hockey game, getting interesting. Also, we've got NBA action. we got the perfect guy to talk about it. Coming up next, you're locked into the BetQL Network.